Welcome to All In, a podcast where business owners share their stories of being all in with Jesus Christ. So uh, I'm here with Tina Joy. And uh, Tina, I wanted to talk a little bit about your process with JCCEO. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about the business you're in right now? Sure, sure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, So what I do now is I run a a, a marketing academy and business incubator called Sword of Joy Academy. Um, We focus on teaching sales and marketing to creative Christian women, particularly in the fiber arts industry, Uh, people who create things through weaving and textiles. um, God has brought us everything from dog trainers to people who make candles as well. So (laughs) really creative entrepreneurs who want to serve God and um, sell the products that you make. So. Oh, that's what, fantastic. what I've discovered is most of them um, struggle with a sales and marketing component. So we focus there. Great. No, that's wonderful. And how long have you been doing that? So I have been coaching for over a decade. Um, it's only been within the last three years that we've really uh, stepped into a place where we're, we're doing this with Jesus at the forefront and um, looking at it from that. And it's only been in the last six months that we've even narrowed it down even further to the targeting specifically targeting at women mainly because of this jesus christ ceo process (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great well well tell us a little bit about your walk with the lord um you know what age did you were you exposed to to jesus and uh kind of your your history sure there. So um, I like to like to start with, you know, I don't remember not being saved. Um, so I was one of those kids that probably got saved every Sunday for six months as I was growing up. Um, <laughs> right. So I didn't have some big conversion experience. Um, so I've been walking with the Lord my whole life but not in a level like I do now. Um, that only started probably probably about eight years ago. Honestly, um, Jesus was, uh, my faith was always just kind of something in the background. Um, okay. And I started my business 10, well, we almost 11, 11 years ago now. And as, as the business, as I started to embrace being an entrepreneur, I found you know, you start looking for anything and everything that will help grow the business. So I started with the, well, maybe I'll just pray for my clients and see if that will bring me more. Um, I had no idea that was going to take me on a journey with Jesus that was much deeper um, than anything I'd ever experienced before. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, uh, before you started your business, what kind of work were you doing? So I have a master's degree in human resource development and a bachelor's degree in finance. Um, it's more what kind of work wasn't I doing because I changed <laughs> jobs. Every, I'm a true blue entrepreneur, you know, change jobs you. every couple of years. Um, I've done everything from business manager at a museum to uh, working for a school district to my last corporate gig was assistant city administrator for a suburb here in the Kansas City metro area. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So quite, uh, quite the repertoire. <laughs> yes. Yes. I even was business manager for a church for a while. So uh, mostly, oh, cool. you know, in that administration space, um, 
always ended up there even when I came into the business doing something else. I came in um, to the city as just going to do the billing part-time so I could do this uh, online teddy bear workshop direct marketing thing that I was doing as well. And within a year and a half, I was assistant city administrator. So oh, wow. it just That's... kind of roll. With it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just roll with it, man. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. I, I would always raise to the level of my, couldn't stand it any more stress level and then um, be yeah. done and need to, to completely change. Maybe if I just rearrange and change jobs again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was it? Was there a certain catalyst that got you going into coaching then? Kind so of I actually, um, 12 years ago, started a weight loss program that had a coaching component with it um, and was referring people to my coach. And she, when I referred my assistant at the city, she said, hello, who's going to be coaching her? You. Because uh, <laughs> you would see her every day. Um, so I, it was, it's a direct selling type model. And I thought, you know what, if I'm coaching people and I'm earning money, I'll keep the weight off. Um, and so I started coaching in that way. But what I discovered was that coaching was something I absolutely was already doing by default, just naturally. Right. Um, just helping people experience who they were, helping them get fit, get put in the right place. That was something that I was doing um, in my, in my jobs all the right. time. I would be managing people and it would be, you know, having studied organizational development, career development training. I was in that space all the time anyway. Right. Um, so when um, 2009 happened and the crash of everything hits all the cities, yeah, I had the opportunity to be separated from my position and, um, came home and said, I'm going to try this full time. And my husband said, you got six months and I'm happy to say that will be 11 years. Uh, <laughs> so, that's awesome. So once I got into entrepreneurship, then I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. That's great. Now tell me, because you, you focus on uh, women. Right. Uh, um, where did that come from? Was, uh, how did that, how did God lead you into that ministry? So, kind of in that so side what's of business? really fascinating about this is the whole coaching component has evolved over the years. I mean, I started out as a weight loss coach, right? For right. Quote, anybody who needed to lose weight. Right. Um, and in that process of, of, I'll pray for my clients. I ended up um, really developing a relationship, a level of intimacy with God that I hadn't ever had before and starting to listen to his direction in a way I hadn't before. And then he said, you're going to write a book. And I said, no, okay, what else are we doing? And wrote five things down on my list of things to do. And he said, you realize only one of those is mine. The rest of yours, yours. I want you to take a step back and stop studying sales and marketing and come and study me. And I said, how am I going to make a living doing that? He said, you're not. You're going to make a life. Yeah. And so through that process, um, wrote my book. And in, in that process, God really spoke to me and said, I want you to bring my daughters home. And That's it's cool. taken me probably six, six years now to wind through the process of what that means. Right. To, um, really understand that what that means for what I'm called to do is bring, allow them to be fully who they are and make a living at the same time. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. 
you know, it's been a, quite a journey as I wrote my book in 2014. Um, I've been struggling with de- depression since I was 12 years old. So decades right, of depression right. and started this, this life story book, writing about all kinds of, you know, 23 moves in 20 years and three divorces and all of the wonderful things that you go through when your life is kind of chaotic and crazy and you reinvent it every three years. Right. And towards the end of the book, I actually had a healing encounter with God um, where God um, healed me from depression. And I remember my husband, it was Mother's Day, uh, May 11th. um, And my husband came home and I said, I think we're done with this depression suicide thing. We'll see, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> see how this goes. But um, yeah, and that became the last couple of chapters of my book. So the book was Coming Home to Joy was the name of yeah. the book. And so it was this whole concept of, you know, what does that mean? Bring my daughters home and I'm healing you from depression. And, and, um, and then honestly, God immediately, I went, um, to start to market, do sales and marketing, right? right? Right. Of the book and joined a business club that was predominantly men. And I was like, wait a second, how does that work? Right, <laughs> right, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but what that did was that actually brought me back into, out of this place of, oh, I do weight loss and I do life coaching for women. And we're just, you know, my book is, is focused on the 3 a.m. woman and, mm. Um, 3 a.m. woman is a phrase that if you are one, you know immediately what I'm talking about because 3 a.m. women are the women, um, and I've been told men do this too, who are awake at three o'clock in the morning. Um, they're either first just waking up or they are still awake trying to figure out how to make their life better, how to, right. So I was doing this life coaching around that when I joined the business club and discovered, um, this part of me, I'd set shoved in a box when I wasn't working for the city anymore. I don't do that kind of work anymore. Um, That, that was where a lot of people were struggling was in sales and marketing. That's their business side. So it was like God brought that all the way back up to the front. And I ended up um, being on staff at this business club, doing director of operations type work that I had done when I was in corporate. So I was like, but I don't do that corporate stuff anymore. I'm right. this alpaca rancher life coach, what woo-woo kind of lady. Yeah. Uh, and most of my clients were professional level women. And we talk about branding. We talk about how to fire a customer. We talk about all of those things. And, right. You know, I like to joke, I'm a, I'm a pure lesson in how God can use all kinds of things and put them together in a way that doesn't even make sense, right? Alpaca rancher, weight loss coach, Great. Put that all together. And what you get is marketing academy. How does that work? Right. That's right. right. Oh, that's really cool. What a great story. And what's the name of the book again? So the book is called Coming Home to Joy. Okay. And can that be found on Amazon? Uh Yeah. Okay. Great. That way you get a little shout out. Um, Yeah. I actually, you know, I don't do a ton of marketing with the book. The book, um, I wrote that. And then I wrote uh, a devotional earlier called 30 Days to Joy. And we're actually going to be um, incorporating the 30 Days to Joy as a devotional in November in the Marketing Academy as something that um, is a, a lesson plan and a course for, for the students in the Marketing Academy starting in November. So God, oh, I, another, those, those things you put on the shelf and God brings them back when it's time. Yeah. That's what he does. 
Oh, that's so great. That's a great, well, I think, I think what you do that, that ministry is so important, you know, um, I, you know, I'm obviously I'm married, got two daughters myself and I think society's um, just what I've witnessed from that is a lot harder on women. Our society at least seems a lot tougher on women than it does men for sure on, on different levels. So it's neat that you're, you're tackling those yeah. and, and well, doing that. Well, you know, the thing is, Mike, it's, if you look at it from the, in the biblical sense, you know, I mean, the enemy has it out for women from day one, right? So <laughs> they never thought about that, but yeah, you're... <laughs> there's a level of hatred between the enemy and, and women that is at a pretty high level. And particularly women who are powerful and women that can come, you know, I think, think about, you know, women like Deborah in the Bible and women that are called to walk in a place that isn't necessarily traditional for women. And that really my, this whole progress to get to this place, sort of joy, rebranding from 3am woman coaching to sort of joy came out of this frustration of you know, we can talk about faith at church, but we can't talk about business. We can talk about business with our business friends, but we can't talk about faith. And what I was finding, particularly at the business club, was we would find each other. There was a lot of Christians at the business club, and there were a lot of people that were, you know, that that, what do they call them, covert, <laughs> right? right? We joke that the business club was founded by Christians and it was like, oh, we're doing special forces work for God, right, under the radar because it wasn't a Christian organization. Right. And we would find each other at these social networking events and we'd be off in the corner, and Jesus told me, blah, 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 you know, and talking at that Holy Spirit-led level. Right. But you couldn't talk about that. And then you, you know, and, and I was praying and I was like, Lord, I need to find a place where we can gather you know where can i find a place that that's really being taught and that's really being supported and when i would find it to be honest it was mostly men it was mostly high level executive men who if you weren't making a million dollars a year they didn't consider it a business and i was kind of whining a little bit because that's what i do with the board i don't i I don't (laughs) stand on ceremony anymore (laughs) I was just, where is it? Where's for the rest of us? And right, he kind of, right. I almost heard him chuckle and say, guess what you're doing next? Surprise. Surprise. The whole, just me and you, and you don't need a community and all that. You don't do groups. Well, guess what? Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Upgrade opportunity. <laughs> um, and literally three years ago, it was, okay, we're going to pull you. It's time for you to get pulled away from the business club and you're going to launch, rebrand everything. And you're going to start doing group coaching, not just individual coaching, which has evolved over the last three years into this whole academy model. Oh, that's great. That's exciting. Well, um, tell me a little bit about how you came across JC CEO. Okay. So every, you know, I have a story for everything, yeah, yeah. right? Hey, that's great. That's what I like. <laughs> that's what Lou Ray had you call me, right? <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> she's got a thing. I love it. So Jesus Christ CEO was something, I have a friend who is a, a fellow coach. She's a life coach, a Christian life coach. And she, a couple of times, we we would talk every every six months or so. And a couple of different times, she said, have you checked out this Jesus Christ CEO Institute thing? It's pretty cool. And I and I looked at the website a couple, both times that she said it and went, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> 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 I, 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 this, I'm already doing this kind of stuff. Right. Um, 
And then um, shout out to my mentor, Dr. Jim Harris. Dr. Jim Harris is my mentor, and he wrote a book mm -hmm. that um, is uh, The Unfair Advantage. Mm -hmm. That yep. was, you know, how to be fully spirit led in your business. And it was one of the like key go to books for me. And, and I've been able to have the opportunity to connect with him through different sources. And, and so right. he's kind of been mentoring me. So I had kind of pushed Jesus Christ CEO to the side. And back in February of this year, uh, Dr. Jim posted on Facebook, not knowing I knew anything about um, Jesus Christ CEO, um, hashtag posted a posted a shared one of the exhortations from it, hashtag I did it, so should you. Well, when your mentor does hashtag I did it, so should you, you can take a second look. So yep. I started with module one in February of this year, um, right before the pandemic started hitting us all. So yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And it was, it was actually, it's so funny looking back at it now, I realize how how arrogant I was uh, mm -hmm. in that I got this thing figured out. Right. right. And sometimes that's something I've learned a lot through this process is how small we tend to try to make God so we can understand it, particularly those of us that want to understand and are type A and want to drive things and want to plan out. And we take God and we shove him in a box and, you know, he routinely blows the box up for me. <laughs> so that's, what <laughs> <Yep>. me. <laughs> that's right. What just happened? Where'd yeah, that box so, go? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, we had moved in the process. We had sold our alpaca ranch five years ago and moved back to the city, um, to the Kansas city area. And I had this like big driving part for our, for the city that we lived in, which did not make sense to me um, right. because I wasn't really that, I, I don't do the sit, I don't do that kind of thing again, you know? Right, right. And um, God led me, you know, kept pouring that in. And I was really at a place when I joined Jesus Christ CEO as a place where I was really frustrated. This, the city hadn't changed. I'd, I'd been working on this for three years and it hadn't changed yet. Right. Why it changed. And I figured this all out and I knew what God was going to do and it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's never, never easy. Never no, easy. That's no. for sure. But it, so. you know, the thing is that once you start to really embrace this process, it gets a whole lot easier. Yep, it does. Well, I, I wanted to, if, if you're okay with it, I wanted to read uh, your covenant. Um, okay. And tell me a little bit about when you got to the end of module one mm -hmm. and um your thought process before mm -hmm. you wrote this. Um, what, where, where was your heart at by the time you finished that module one? So I started module one and like I said, I was at this place of frustration. I had no idea that I thought I had it all figured out. And, you know, and in the process of module one, what I realized was number one, God said, what, it, what makes you think I'm done? Right, <laughs> right. right. And, and what makes you think I'm that you can figure this all out and really understand starting to get it. What I love the most about, and I've done tons of this kind of stuff, but what I love the most about this particular t module and this particular training is the cadence of it, that it is designed. It's not designed to teach you topics and stay in your head. It's designed for relationship and it's designed for you 
to really dig in with the Holy Spirit and build an intimacy with the Holy Spirit and listen and be led in a way that nothing else ever does. Mm -hmm. So timing wise for us, I was walking through this and getting closer and closer to, okay, no, I really have to understand. I have to step into a new position with Jesus and the analogies that are used in the train that Leroy uses in the training of enlisting in the military. Yeah. And, and really understanding kind of getting your head around what does that mean? (laughs) Right. Uh You know, we talk about submission and surrender and that's always seen as a bad thing. Right. right? And years prior, I had been in, been in a worship service and had heard the Lord say, you are my bond slave. And I'm like, I don't want to be a slave. (laughs) You know, it's kind of no thing. Um, So I was, I was stuck. I got to the end of the module and, and it was so intense with all of these thoughts and now I'm supposed to put it together in a covenant and just I it was I finished the section right before writing the covenant and it was okay now take some time and pray and write a covenant and that was on a Friday and it was in March and that was the weekend that they closed our city down. Oh wow. COVID. wow. So you know everything closed down. It was like the world shut down in the midst yeah. of me trying to do a covenant with God. It was this, okay, now I, I, I don't, you know, God. what am I supposed to do? So what I did process-wise was I went back through and I read every journal that I'd written. I read every declaration that I made. I read every belief statement, every prayer that I had written right. and just continue to pray over that. And then, of course, I used to work for a city government. So the whole concept of how to write a a resolution came into play for me structurally. So where now that I've been in in the Institute for a while, other people's covenant doesn't have the same kind of structure as mine. Right. Because, but mine harkens back to my city days where if you're going to seriously do some kind of resolution that changes everything, you got to have the whereas is and all of that. That's right. So that's great. That's great. Well, let me, let me read it here real quick because that's, I think that's exactly when I saw this, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. How you, how you outlined it. Um, Because you're right. And even mine, when I did mine, you know, it's, it's like a paragraph or two, but I I like this. It says, um, it says, whereas Jesus Christ died to make a way for me to be in full covenant with God and to be an active growing relationship with the Holy Spirit. Whereas I believe the truths written in the Holy Bible to be for me and anyone who chooses to believe. Whereas I have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of my life now and forever. I, Tina Joy Cochran, do solemnly swear and commit that I will, one, offer myself as a bond slave under the direction of my Lord Jesus Christ, Two, dedicate my life to walking in constant communion with the Holy Spirit through A, seeking wisdom, B, stewarding the anointing uh, given to me, C, acting in bold obedience when directed, D, incorporating prayer into my uh, interactions of life, every interaction of my life. And then number three, declare Philippians 1.6 as a life of promise. So that's really cool. I mean, I, I like how you I'm did getting that. all emotional. Just <laughs> no, I know. I, I like that. So what is it? What does it say? I mean, when you hear that, what do you, uh, how, how's it hitting you right now? How's it, how it's hitting me right now is, uh, you know, it's this anchor. This, I, I tell people I have 
have actually several of my clients in the Institute now. I'm actually shepherding some people through the through That's module one and module uh, module one right now um, because it has become an anchor to solidify everything that I do and looking at that. So as you're reading it, I'm getting all I'm feeling that all over again, right. um, and you feel this mixture of oh, repentance. Uh, maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be and gratitude for the fact that I have the opportunity to even do that at all. Yeah. Right. And Amen. so it's, it's the Philippians one six has been a scripture that has been a life scripture for me for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but having this kind of bring all of the disparate pieces together in a, in a printed document, right. um, I've taken this document and put it on, um, you know, on a graphic so that I have it as a screensaver on my laptop. So when I pull up my laptop in the morning, it's in front of me. Yep. And looking at those things every day um, really helps you kind of go, oh, okay. Remember what you said. Remember what you said. Yeah. Well, let me, I'll read this uh, just for everybody listening. You know, they might be driving, might not know, but Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. So powerful. And well, and what's, like I said, that has been a scripture that has been a life scripture for me for a long time. And what happened with going through this process is the whole until until Christ Jesus, like, no, God gets to decide when this is over. I don't. Yes. Yeah, okay? that's right. All of us are in that same boat, but right? When you come into, and it changes the dynamic. When you come into covenant, when you, when you really embrace the concept of you are in covenant with Jesus, this is personal between, I mean, I wrote this never, ever intending for anyone to hear it out loud. Right, right. right? It's a very personal thing between him and me. Um, but there's a part in this that says acting in bold obedience when directed. So therefore, when I got your note that we're going to read this, I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that because I think, um, you know, we're getting more and more listeners every, every, every time, every episode. And I think, you know, we all struggle in different ways, but then there's also common threads in the way we struggle right. as well. Right. And and we're supposed to be iron sharpens iron. Right, and, exactly. Um, you know, and, and I guarantee you somebody out there listening to this is uh, is being touched by it. So I, I appreciate you yeah. being obedient to that. Well, you know, when you're, and this is what I mean by being in covenant. I mean, it's like, are you serious? Are you going to be in covenant? And, right. you know, and, and, you know, I, one of my one of my clients who's in my incubator program just did her covenant last week. Oh, that's great! And we had some conversation before she did about don't do this if yeah. you're not going to take it serious. Amen. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a thing, right? And I and and I was, you know, what we talked before is I'm praying for you. I want you to ask the Lord when to do it. Take as much time as you need to do. And I'll tell you, Mike, I was bawling. Mm -hmm. Because this woman called me and she's like, I did it. And she is just full of joy. That's and so she's cool. like, I did it. I'm a covenant. And, and I'm Jesus's now forever. And she was so excited. Oh, that's cool. And that it's this, this process that makes it solid for you. Yep. Right? And I know I've been working with Jesus since I was sitting. You know, since I can't remember not walking with Jesus. Right. 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 But this puts the context to it and puts the, the stamp on it. And you think about it 
as if you're in the army, there's a two edged sword here. It's like you're in the army and I'm a bond slave. I have friends who I have shared this with who have said, what's the bond? No, you can't use that slave word, mm. right? That's not PC. You can't. And I said, you don't understand. We have this context because a slave has a bad connotation, right? Because there aren't good and benevolent leaders, mm -hmm. right? If you're going to come, think about it. The, the analogy that worked best for us was thinking about it like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. Right? It was a privilege to be a Knight of the Round Table. It was a privilege. And they fought hard to get there to have the privilege to serve the king completely. Mm -hmm. And you think about it in that context, it changes everything. Right. takes the submission thing away right but you have to look at it as there's a there's a two sides to this we don't we're afraid to submit because we're afraid of what's going to get taken away from us yeah right? right and but if you think about who jesus is and that's what this helps you do is learn more and more and more and get more reality around the relationship with jesus right that he is a good and benevolent leader mm -hmm. and when you enlist in his army, when you become a knight in his round table, the king has a responsibility to provide and care for the knights. That's it's right. not, oh, I, let me take advantage of them till they're desperate and broke and miserable and sick. That's right. That doesn't reflect well on the king at all. That's right. He has, so it's that when you start to recognize that, it makes it a whole lot easier to submit because it's not about submitting to punishment. It's about submitting with, cause you have the honor to serve this amazing King. That's right. Amen. That's great. So well, I told you I would get rambling. So. No, no, I like it. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Well, um, tell me a little bit about you're, you're in uh, the second module, right? Correct. I've actually completed the second module. Yeah. Okay, great. And what was different about the second module? Sec the first mo module one's all about getting you to a place where you are you personally are committed, right? And now, okay, so now you're there. Yeah. Now, thank you, taking that same analogy, nights of it, you know, now where are you going? What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Where are you going out to? So module two is all about how does that show up, particularly in your business and in your work life. Um, and for me, there was this, you know, I have this passion for the city that to see the city transformed that I'm in and how do you, and my business and how, how do we combine all of those things together? And I'd already been in a place of my business belongs to God, right? I'd already been having those conversations. Um, so this just took it up a level for me as well. That's great. That's great. And, um, let me, well, uh, let me ask you this on, on, starting module two or actually finishing, I guess would be, be a good way to do it. Um, have you noticed any difference in how you run your business or, um, or just business in general, uh, after finishing module two? Yeah. Um, what has happened in the business since finishing module two? Um, and as I went through at, I mean, this whole process, this this just keeps evolving more and more and more is i am becoming more and more bold about this is just the culture right um i am kind of in a unique position um as opposed to some of the other people maybe you've interviewed in that my business is very small and very much a solopreneur type scenario and we're only three years into a re, re redesign 
So um, I kind of don't have to do a lot of reorganization and I've got a whole bunch of employees. So what is this gives me and what has been happening is I now have two people who work for me part time with me part time and they're both going through Jesus Christ CEO Institute, right? So it's, it's putting this as just part of the culture of who we are. So where before I was really trying to figure out how do I do church in my business? And I don't really want to do church in my business, right? right? I don't want to do take a Bible, take your, do a Bible study at work. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to be who I am and talk about, you know, whatever, be able to say, what did Jesus say? (laughs) You know, when a clinical question. And this has helped me find the words for some of that, find a structure for some of that, and given me a place to send people who are seeking the same type of transformation for their business that I know that they will have impact. That's great. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So before I was like, well, I know I'm supposed there's supposed to be stuff for this, but I couldn't find it in this context. And like I said, it is so designed for who you are individually and whatever journey the Lord wants to take you on. And it's not cookie cutter. Yes. Right? That's what I love about it too. Yes. Not cookie cutter at all. No, no. Let me read uh, because at the end of module two, um, now you're consecrating your business to the Lord. Right, right. And I've got your consecration. You sent that over to me. So I just want to read that. Maybe we can chat a little bit about it here. It says, yeah. uh, Lord, today I dedicate and consecrate my creative spirit to you. Everything I have comes from you, and I declare that you are Lord of all. I use the authority you have given me as a founder, president, CEO, and owner to come into agreement with your preeminence over Sword of Joy Consulting, Alpacas for uh, Autism, Golden Heartland Enterprises, Creative Raytown, and, uh, and any other organization I serve in the future. I submit myself to your command. I dedicated... Uh, uh, I'm a dedicated bond slave for you. May your glory be revealed in the work of my hands and my life. Dedicated this day, April 14th, 2020. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. How'd that feel in comparison to the first? Well, well, I didn't realize it was only a month in between the two. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, um, yeah. You cranked so- it out. That's what Lirae said. You know, man, she is on it, on it. Well, and and, you know, Leroy actually reached out to me and said, uh, are, are you, you're, you're going through this a little fast. Are you okay? I was going through this again. I started this in February and COVID hit. And it was like, I had this intense, felt this intense need from, from direction from the Holy Spirit. You need to be doing this and you need to be doing this every day because I need you to get through this by May 11th. So the consecration in module two happens about halfway through the module. There's still more. Um, and so I was doing it every single day because I needed to get to a place where I was done going through it the first time. Now I will be going through processing all of this for a long time. Right. Consecration for me, it was fascinating as you're reading that I'm thinking, okay, you know, there's all these different companies in there. What is this about? Right. And, and just to clarify, because sort of joy had already been dedicated to to the Lord when I made the when when God helped when God decided 
we were changing the branding. That was another encounter. So I had an encounter with the Lord in 2017 um, where I was in a worship, um, I was in a Graham Cook conference and and during worship and felt the Lord say, I need you to turn around and I need you to kneel. And I did and during worship. And the Lord said, I have designed you to be a chief operating officer. Are you going to continue to tuck yourself under other people or are you going to come directly under me and put me on the front door? And, you know, I flippantly say when God offers you a job, you don't say no. Right. But, but now as I've progressed more in this, I'm not so flippant about how important that was. Right. And that encounter was so profound. And when I said yes, I felt like the Lord knighted me. You know, it was like yeah. I had this vision of, of being knighted, which cool. now makes a whole lot more sense than it did three years ago, right? Right, right. And um, so when I got to this place in the Institute, I had already consecrated this business to the Lord. So I was like, what are we doing here, Lord? And the Lord was like, no, I am the original creative spirit. I've designed you to be creative. I'm asking you to help release creatives into, basically asking you to, to have a business incubator. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah amen. I don't want just this one business. I want it all. I want everything that comes out of this and everything that you do in the future to be mine. I wanted you to be really clear that it's not a business or a brand yeah. that you're dedicating to me. It's the cre- your ability to create businesses mm-hmm. or brands. So, and I had never really thought of it that way until just, I said it that way now, yeah, but, yeah, that's a you great know, idea. this is, this is the reality of what God has called me to do, that it isn't, it isn't about anything other than following him. It isn't about doing anything else, but birthing what he's asked me to birth. Amen. Amen. That's great. Well, I know we're, uh, we're getting close to the time, but um, I wanted to ask you, you know, because I, I think it's great. You're, you're the first JC CEO person that I have actually talked to that is focused strictly on women, which is wonderful. Um, I'd like to give you an opportunity, just maybe, uh, I, you know, in sales, we call it the elevator pitch. Yeah. Uh, but if you can maybe give a little elevator pitch to the women listeners out there, and then just uh, what would you say to them? What would you, what do you, what's on your heart for, for um, our women that uh, follow the Lord? So you had to give me that opportunity, right? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so I, I want to say a couple things. I want to say first and foremost, if you are, if you think Jesus Christ CEO Institute is only for men or only for, you know, people that maybe if it's not, if you don't think it's for you, take a step back because if you've been brought to it, you've probably been brought to it for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, absolutely don't look at the website and see a bunch of men on the website and think, Oh, where's the women? This is just for men. It's not. It's Holy Spirit, period, right? Mm-hmm. Follow, follow what you need to do. Um, that, that part, I want to make sure people understand that Jesus Christ CEO is just as much for women as it is for men. Amen. That the business world is just as much for women as it is for men. Yep. That God did not design us to be 
enemies of each other. Mm -hmm. That he designed us to work in partnership with each other. Yep. Um, that women do not have to be men in order to be successful in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. That you can be fully who you are yep. and honor him and follow him and have everything that you want. Mm -hmm. um, and that you do not have to deny that you're female, mm -hmm. but you also don't have to trash on men in the process. Right. So that you need to honor, we need to honor our own designs and honor each other. And if men would be men and women could be women and come together, then there's nothing that's going to be able to stop us. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing that I would say, and I share this, uh, one of the things that I do in my business is I do something called the Market What You Make Challenge. Mm -hmm. um, shout out, you can find that online at marketwhatyoumake.com. Um, and it's a seven-day online challenge that talks about these types of things, that talks about how do we do sales and marketing in a way that honors who we are. And we have something called story time every day. We do an hour a day. We have something called story time where um, we share different, I share different things and I have bring different women on to share their stories. And one of the things that I share in that is a message that the Lord gave me uh, two years ago, right before a women's group that I was speaking. And he said, I did not call my daughters to be shadows of themselves. I call them to be beacons of light. So that's cool. When you said what 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 would I say to the women? That's what I would say is that you are not called to be a shadow of yourself. And what Jesus Christ CEO Institute can do for you is give you a home and give you a structure and give you the words for the things that the Lord is maybe putting in your heart that you aren't telling anybody. Uh, that's great. Well, Tina, hey, I appreciate your time. What a great interview, and it's exciting. You know, I uh, I appreciate everything, uh, and you and you being obedient, coming on here. It's great. Uh, you know, I, I'm learning. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I think we all are, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It's worth it, right? Yeah. You have just heard from a business owner who is all in with living in covenant with Jesus Christ and has consecrated their business to His work business owners desiring to take their lives and company in deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit can take the first step by enrolling at jcceos.com. Thank you for listening. The All In Podcast is a recruiting ministry of the Jesus Christ CEO Institute. God bless you and see you soon.